What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Travelers Championship 2021 podcast. This is the Tour Junkies. I am DB, the host and uh, ice cold host of the show. Uh, my my co-host, you could call him. Uh, you could call him Pat. You could call him General Pat. You know, you could call him Lord Pat. Whatever you want to call him. He's on a massive heater, not just in gambling, but in life in general. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. Also, very you look. You even look handsomer, Pat. Your face is shining. You yeah, it great. is. It's very shiny. You look quite tan, I might say. I am. So, so you've been on the heater maybe in, a, in another way. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you, you uh, yeah, looking tan coming off vacation, right? Yeah, you want to see my tan lines? around my, you, want me, you want me to show you my tan lines? I'm, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. We'll save that for, for when I get waxed in a few weeks here. We'll talk about that in just a second. But as always, the podcast here presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com. And go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ to get 20% off any level membership at Fantasy National, weekly, monthly, annually. You can get a weekly membership for 8 bucks. I think the monthly is like 20 20 or 24 And then the annual membership comes out to 200 bucks after the discount. So go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ to take advantage of that 20%. We've been using Fantasy National over four years now. They are our go-to site for anything related to making picks, betting on golf, fantasy golf, doesn't matter. All the stats, all the data from the PGA Tour, licensed by the PGA Tour to Fantasy National so you know it's good. Great customer service, great product, easy product to use. Give it a shot. If you do the monthly, I think right now, you can get uh, the Open Championship, which is the next major in just a few weeks, overseas across the pond. And it's it's just a great tool. So And they support the show. They support the Tour Junkies, and they've been doing that every year. So if you're listening to us and you've not signed up for Fantasy National, I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand. If you're listening to us and you play, if you play $10 a week, if you just play $10 a week in any format of betting on golf, DraftKings, FanDuel, bet, I don't care, then you need to be paying for the monthly membership at Fantasy National. I promise you, you will earn it back because the tools, the advantages that you have using it will, will give you a leg up and you will win mass dollars, okay? I can't agree more. It is a such a fantastic site. It makes everything easy. Yes. I mean, you can do pretty much anything you want with the stats there, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Got to use it. Got to use it. Um, Pat, I am sipping on some Wild Leap vodka and a club soda right now with a little splash of lime, and I'm excited about it. What are you drinking fresh off the heater? What's the podcast use of choice tonight for you? Well, we got a fresh batch of uh, some Wild Leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, in the mail this week, uh, which they make a great vodka, but I'm not drinking the vodka tonight. I'm drinking a a very good beer. They call it the Side Bay. It's a double IPA. They also sent me a triple IPA. I had a hard enough time figuring out what a double IPA is, and now I've got a triple IPA. I think I'm going to save that one for the betting show, but uh, but I'm going with the double right now. That's a double India, you know, double and triple mm-hmm. Indias, you know, and then. If it's pale, but you keep adding more to it, does it become less pale? I don't know, but that's science, really, and we're not here for we're not no. here to talk science. Uh, before we get to you, buddy, uh, I do want to quickly mention our Nut Hut Listener League winner and second place Bubble Boy because it mattered last week. Our winner, shout out at RSRS twenty one, took down the Listener League with a solid lineup. So you, sir, now have an entry into the finals and a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to come play golf with me or Pat in Augusta or Savannah. 
And then uh, for the first time ever, we awarded a second place prize. You know, we, we had the Bubble Boy situation contest. And at J03Rock finished second in the Nut Hut Listener League. And you, sir, are going to win a very nice Tour Junkies merch bundle uh, packaged and, and shipped with love and care from Pat Perry himself. So you need to reach I'm writing out it to, down now. I'm writing yes, it down. You need to reach out to us. Email us info at tourjunkies.com. That's the best way to do it. Info at tourjunkies.com. Email us your size, your shipping information. All that good stuff. I already reached out to the winner of the uh, Apple Podcast Review. Uh, they left a wonderful podcast review. I, I've DM'd you on Instagram, so check your DMs if you left a review. There weren't that many of you, and that kind of pissed me off a little bit, if I'm honest. I, I was hoping for more reviews. We didn't get that many. I don't know what the deal was. They were all good five-star reviews, but we didn't get that many. It kind of it kind of, kind of irritated me. But you need to join the Nut Hut. The Nut Hut was popping last week. We had a ton of winners last week. Good stuff going on. A ton of losers, too, but, I mean, that's not, you know, that's not our fault. You guys, you guys just made bad decisions. We had a great chat last Wednesday night. Me, you, AC, Ben in the chat, uh, drinking, giving some advice, having a good time. You know, I'm sure you dropped some nuggets there in the chat right before your huge week. And uh, it's always a good time. We're, we, we, we shared some info that we got from our caddy friends on the grounds. We, uh, we talked about, you know, all kind of stuff with Tori. It was great stuff. We do it every single week. We've got caddy John Rathouse. You know, 10-plus-year PGA Tour caddy with a ton of experience on all these golf courses. He's in there giving you a, a little insider info every single week. He knows these courses very well. And it's just a great community. Friendships being made, lifelong friendships, I'm sure, being made. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So it's 10 bucks a month or $90 a year. You can go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Hut, sign up, and you get 20% off all your merch purchases. Like, as long as you're an active member... You get 20% off, Pat, and I think that's kind of a special deal. In fact, I'm going to show you something here real quick. Uh, Producer Sam, don't, don't fret. Here you go. I'm going to show you this. This is now in the shop. You ready? Boom. There it is. Oh, yes. The hoodies are in the shop. I know I've been talking about them for a long time. Joe Kepps has been bugging me about them. I finally got them up. He's already ordered one. So if you've been bugging me about the hoodies, you better order one. These are by our friends at Levelware. They're a Canadian golf brand. Uh, Corey Connors wears them. Adam Hadwin wears them. All the Canadians wear them. They're great stuff. Great stuff. High quality material here. I we personally have tried these hoodies on. They're fantastic. They're black, all black. Very slimming, you know. Slimming yeah. hoodies. Good athletic material. Uh, athletic fit. There. I look really good in this. Yes. Yeah. Well, of course you did. Pick. Yeah, of course you do. I figured, you know, I got to put heater pat on there. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's that what is heater definitely pat heater pat. Like. That is for sure. Yeah, head's a little disproportionate to the body, but we do our best. Um, got a nice little Golby patch there, left chest. The hoodie is a little more fitted. It's not so bulky and no drawstrings. So this is meant to be played. This is meant to, to play golf, but, you know, so it's, drawstrings aren't getting in the way of your swing. Perfect for maybe the, the you know, if you live up north or something, you're, you're already getting the cooler nights maybe in a, in a, in a couple months, maybe a month. I don't know, maybe two months. You know, who else would release a hoodie on the first day of official summer? The, the tour junkies, that's what we do. So. Check that out at the Tour Junkie shop, and also you need to know that the Siwoo Kim shirts are, are now still available. We, we ordered a second run, so if you haven't got your Siwoo Kim shirt, you need to make sure that you make that happen because that's just a beautiful damn shirt. Siwoo himself will have one delivered to him by his yes. request here very yes. shortly, so we're also excited about, uh, about that. It's, uh, it's, fan- it's fantastic stuff. By the way, just for all those out there, the, the shipping should be done on the first large run of Siwoo shirts. 
Uh, that'll be done this week. Uh, there was a bunch that went out last week, so you'll start getting those in. So anybody who's still waiting on their T-shirt, it's coming. It's coming, but just be patient. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Now, we are going to talk TPC River Highlands. Um, we are going to have our, a very special guest, Chalk Bomb Ben Little, will be joining at some point during the show. He's going he's gonna to surprise us. We're not exactly sure when, um, but it should be here in the next uh, 20 to 30 minutes. We're going to let Ben have a chance to defend himself against his absolutely shitty Chalk Bomb picks for 2021. Um, all the haters are out there chirping. Ben's kind of a curmudgeon, kind of a, you know, kind of a pissy guy. We want to give him a shot at it, right? Uh, a, a chance to defend himself, a chance to sell you on why you should not unsubscribe from the chalk bomb. So he'll be on later. We're obviously going to talk about TBC River Highlands and all our DraftKings picks. Before we do that, though, we have to give the man his time. We have to give a man who is on quite the damn run. And I'm not just talking about in golf betting and I'm mostly golf betting. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's yeah, mostly yeah. golf betting and gambling, but Pat Freshoff winning 20K, finishing third place in the $200 single entry. Uh, two, there it is on the screen right there. Two points away from 100 grand. Pat, you had one entry in the $200 single entry contest. 410 points, buddy. 410 points. You were a point and a half away from 40 grand. And two points away from 100 grand, unbelievable. I think we should start with that, even though that's kind of the, the that, that was kind of the last thing that happened. But talk, talk it through with us. Tell us about your lineup. We've got that too. Just go ahead and gloat all over the place because you're, you're, you've already been soaking it up here. Yeah, well, you know, I have to on a, on a, on a week like this. But um, yeah, it's, you know, the thing is, I'm actually not as upset. Well, I'm a little bit upset about not hitting the 100 uh, by two points, but. This was literally about as high as I was the entire day uh, with this lineup. So I, I basically just, I maximized everything out of it and finished in third. I'll take it. Uh, the lineup was one that I actually came up with on Tuesday when I entered the $200 single entry, which I think is a great contest. A lot of those single entries are great. Um, and I just stuck with it. I didn't, uh, and I'm going to talk more about this after the betting show uh, with how I did a lot of this. Um, but I stuck with it. Two guys, I'll, I'll tell you, though, that I really loved at this lineup. I already had Kepka and Usti sort of just pinned in. I, I wasn't really going to change them. Uh, and you can eat the chalk a little bit, by the way, in, in some of these single entries, which I did with Usti. But Scheffler and Berger were my two keys. I, I loved those. I mentioned them in the Nut Hut, I'm pretty sure, on Wednesday night. They were two guys. I said, I don't know why you know, not, a lot, not enough people are talking about them going into this tournament. And they were uh, key uh, finishers uh, for me, especially Berger with his 68 on Sunday. That was huge. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I feel like the Henley first round leader. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's not more impressive. But it's, that it's was pretty, pretty impressive. damn impressive. Hang on. I do, I do. Before we get to that, I do have to say John Farr said it best in the chats. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the logic behind our mascot. Even a blind squirrel. Gets a nut every once in a while. Uh, our friend Golby, you know, everybody thinks he's a beaver, a donkey. We've heard a monkey. We've heard all the all the a chipmunk, and he may look more like all of those things. But in our brain, when we were working on it, we said we want a blind squirrel. That's what betting is. That's what playing golf is. Um, we want a blind squirrel because we're just gonna find that nut every now and then. We're gonna have some fun doing it. We're gonna look like a a wild blind squirrel, and that's Pat, right? So, uh, yeah, John Farr, you nailed it there. Um, 
Yeah, and gr- great stuff. Beautiful lineup there, Pat. Good stuff. Yeah, but your week kind of started with uh, the the not that anyone really cares betting card by Pat. Now, you know, a lot of people uh, always. Some people ask us, "Where do I find Pat's betting card?" Well, so it's only it only goes on Twitter and the Nut Hut. So if you miss it on Twitter late, usually late on Wednesday, uh, then you can only find it in the Nut Hut. Mine I put on our website, which has been is very cold, very ice cold lately. Um, but yeah, Pat puts up this betting card and then you want to tell the people what happened after that. Cause we got some, you got some flack. I did. I get, a, I got a lot of flack when I put this one up and I, and I know that there's going to be, uh, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion on some things, but Henley got a lot of laughter. Yeah. A lot of laughter. Literally uh, people putting LOL on, and say, yeah. saying only the, only to Henley. Like on, on yeah. Wednesday night. I mean, I had not 10 plays on that whole, that whole card. <laughs> Two first round leader Henley, bets. Yeah. Henley got so much crap. I mean, yeah. I mean, laughter, actual laughter. Um, it was, um, and then what does he do? Ties for the he first has round the lead. first round lead, uh, and it, it gets cut. It get it got chopped by Louie. I'm okay with that. Still won some money on it. Um, I'll tell you that with that one was, you know, if you look at Henley, he has a history of playing for one really well on hard courses. He did that earlier this year at the Honda Classic. If it hadn't been for Matt Jones' first round, I think Henley would have been the first round leader. He shot 64. Uh, he's done it several times. And so that that was really what put me on Henley. He has the stats, I think, that can play well uh, on Tory, uh, as far as just his ball striking in general. And when he gets hot with a putter, he's he's he can be one of the best. So, well, it, he also, But it was more just... I was going to say, also, like, I mean, if you've been doing this long enough, you kind of know that the morning wave could tend to have an advantage almost anywhere. But the way Paul Tesori last week talked about the the big difference with POA putting surfaces and specifically the ones on Tory, you know, you and I were texting on Wednesday looking at first round leader bets because I, I don't place first round leader bets every week. You tend to, but even I placed a few and I was targeting that early wave, targeting guys that could go low in the morning. But but Tesori's talked specifically about that fresh POA in the morning, right? And the thing with Russell Henley is you know, if you're going to bet a guy like that at 125 to one, and he's got the right wave, you want a guy that is really doing the ball striking things well, which he which he has tended to do, even in even in slumps. He just couldn't. He just can't putt. But you're all you need is one. You just need one round. You just need one round for things to line up, and it did for Russell Henley. And it was fun to you know get in everybody's face that that LOL'd at it uh, on Twitter. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that almost more than just winning the money. Um, yes. So yeah, it was a good week. Um, I'll throw in. It was funny that uh, I had a call from a buddy of mine that I play golf with in my neighborhood today, and uh, he said, uh, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know that you won the uh, the twenty dollar entry uh, golf pool." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Woo!" The heater continued. I forgot I'd even enter the damn thing. I won like three hundred bucks. How did you win it? What, what's the that? thing? Did you just pick up? How, how did you even win it? It had, there was five there was five columns and it was and you had to choose one player from each column that was all I did and they no it was there were seven columns and you t- took took one player from each column and they took your five best and, and you won, won the whole thing won the whole thing I don't have the uh, and you the forgot about it yeah I forgot about it <laughs> um okay well then also there was uh you know your fantasy golf sommelier video which you know has sucked a lot lately but you know last week. Last week, you give three picks on that. You give, you give kind of the guy that you think people should avoid, a big name. 
you give a guy that you think is going uh, uh, overlooked under the radar, a guy that you didn't mention on the podcast, and then you usually give a nice sleeper, um, somebody who will return some value that's cheap, right? And you gave three names in that video, and all three were freaking nails. Yeah, it was it was good, and I think Finau was was well. I know Finau was the fade. Burger. Very bold. That was a very bold call. I was a little nervous about it, but it, it panned out. I I stuck to that one all week. I mentioned him on the show as a fade. I mentioned him in the chat as a fade. You I got in a text in the- argument with me about Finau late on Wednesday. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Streelman was the cheap play, and then Berger was yeah. the uh, was the pop the court. So yeah. I guess the thing about the, you know, we're getting Dylan in here saying, whoa, whoa, the FGS has not sucked, right? Um, and Wes, Pat called a shot. He said in his fantasy, Somalia. Huh, okay, so my, that's, the, that's, a, that's a new spin on the video uh, that he was going to make some money. Yeah, he, he called a shot for sure, but, you know, I, the picks have sucked, right? But the, beauty, the, the beautiful thing about the Fantasy Golf Somalia video is even if the picks suck, it's hilarious. And it's usually only 10 to 12 minutes of your time on YouTube have a few laughs, learn about alcohol and wine with Pat, you know, and if the picks suck, oh, well, the picks suck. But last week, the whole thing was nails. So, you know, probably. So last week's wine was called dough. Oh, that's what, that's what brought in the, uh, the comment about I'm going to win some dough this week. Yeah. Um, well, and then, and then finally, I mean, I just got to stop the heater train at some point. But, um, you know, the, the final straw... You know, and I know people are. I got Fusco here in the chat talking about I'm being bitter. I've given Pat plenty of time to soak all this up. Okay, give me a freaking break. All these people in the chat talking about DV. Listen, I, I've supported my boy Pat all day yesterday through the sweat. At the end of the sweat, I got I I, I tolerated. The, We're always very supportive of each other when we know we have sweat. Yeah, I, that, that is for sure. I tolerated the 1:50 a.m. drunk text from Pat that woke me up in the middle of the night. Um, I, I've been very tolerant here, but I will say what really pissed me off. Uh, started with this right here. Now, this is a screenshot of uh, <laughs> Justin Thomas's shot into the 16th hole on Sunday. I watched it live. Um, if, if you didn't actually, watch, no, I didn't watch it live. They actually went to it to JT yeah. just to show how bad that yeah. shot was. Yeah. If you didn't watch last week, we made a side bet. The best friends bet was the name of it. Justin and J- and Jordan, me and Pat, best friends, best friends, right? And the loser of the bet would, is going to get their body waxed uh, live on the show by, by their spouse uh, at, on the Open Championship podcast. Uh, we said, basically, whoever finishes the worst is going gonna, is gonna to get waxed, and the tiebreaker is DraftKings points. Justin Thomas is cruising, okay? He's cruising on Sunday. First of all, Jordan Spieth, guess what he does? He Jordan Spieth. He makes the cut on the number, right on the number, uh, on the number. late on Friday. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Now, Pat hit... Now, see, here's the wisdom of Pat. He had already tried to reverse mush the thing because he sent a gif on, on Friday to me and Ben of the Steve Carell getting waxed moment in 40-Year-Old Virgin and said, thank you, Jordan. Like basically saying, I've already lost the bet. I'm getting waxed. And then what does Jordan do? He miraculously makes the cut. And then I'm like, okay, Pat's got life. But JT's playing better, right? JT's playing better all through the weekend. Sunday down the stretch, he's two under, Jordan's two over. Then he makes another double, I think. And he finally, he finally gets to 16, a 233-yard shot. He's got like a six iron in his hand, and he snap hooks this thing 166 yards. 166 yards. 
left, 74 yards from the hole on the par three, proceeds to double, ends up tying at two over with Jordan, and then, and then uh, the tiebreaker goes to Jordan because Jordan scored six more DraftKings points than JT. Long story short, I guess I'm getting waxed by my wife on some body part that I will expose on YouTube uh, on, during the Open Championship. So Pat's heater continues. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers uh, to thank you. Thank you. I will drink to that. That was a great victory as well. Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough of that. Okay. We're way too deep into this. Um, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about the golf course, Pat. Uh, let's, let's hear about TPC River Highlands, some key stats. Oh, actually, before we do that, I need everybody, real quick, I need everybody to comment. Um, please comment on what you think Pat should do with all his money, all the money that he wants. Comment on, in the YouTube uh, comments what Pat should buy, what, what he should do, what he should buy, how would you spend it, something like that in the YouTube comments. I'm very curious to see what you guys come up with. I think that could be good stuff. So comment on YouTube. It helps, it helps out the show, too. It's a way that you can help us, a way that you can be cool and help the tour junkies you know, beef up the algorithm. You know what I mean? So comment what Pat should buy. And if you're watching live, thank you, but hold your comments and put them after the show is finished. All right, Pat. Give us the TPC River Highlands rundown. All right, I'm going to be quick this week. Uh, we did go a little long in the intro there, but for good reason to celebrate uh, celebrate me. Anyway, uh, tra- the Travelers Championship, uh, Cromwell, Connecticut. We are at TPC River Highlands this week. It is a par 70, 6,841 yards. So one of the shorter courses on tour. I feel like we haven't had a, sh- a course this short since maybe, what, Wildlife for the Sony Open? It's been a while. Um, but you got 156 players, low 65, and ties will make the cut. We got, uh, this is one of those weird weeks when it comes to the greens, okay? So it's bent with POA mixed in. I don't know. I can't even remember. Usually we get caddy info on whether or not they put more like POA or bent. I feel like they put more like bent. You may have some comments on that. But um, the, anyway. I will say this because this is already a hot topic around the, around the interwebs. The official media guide that I looked at 30 minutes before the show started inside the PGA Tour media site uh, from the GCSAA, I think it is, or GCS, whatever, says bent grass, has bent grass listed first, but it does talk about the POA. At the end of the day, it's way more about hitting these greens anyway and, and uh, iron play, but we will 100% get, get more insight from our multiple caddy friends on the grounds and share that in the nut hut. Yeah, and uh, you are very correct. It is all about iron play this week, um, but we also have, um, you know, the fairways are also very similar to the greens, and then you've got Kentucky Bluegrass Rough. Uh, you can pretty much have any type of player win here. We've seen that over the past. You know, you had DJ win in 2020. But then Chez Reeve in 2019, Bubbles won it three times, Jordan Spieth won it, and Russell Knox. So a lot of different types of players um, can win on this course. Um, I think strokes gained approach, ball striking, that is going to be key this week. Definitely going to be scoring this week. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, low scores. It plays as one of the easier courses on tour. Um so for me, I'm looking at course history, I'm looking at form, I'm looking at strokes gained approach, ball striking, par four scoring, which I tend to look at more on a par 70 course, and then opportunities gained. That's one of the scoring stats on Fantasy National that I like. Um, so there you go. That is the uh, quick rundown on the course. 
DB, I don't know what you have to add there. We talked about the greens. We're going to try to get more information on that in the Nut Hut later this week. And, um, yeah, should be, uh, you know, we got a, to me, it's it's a pretty daggum good field for considering it is the week after a major and all of these guys have to go across country uh, to this course and travel. So I think it's a, it's a pretty good field for that. Yeah, that's going to be a theme for me on a few of these picks is uh, is this damn, you know, West Coast, East Coast travel situation that you got going on, which doesn't happen as often. Um, the Travelers is often plugged in behind the U.S. Open, but outside of Pebble in the last few years, it hasn't been West Coast to East Coast. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the winners here, you're right, man. I mean, you get all kind of stuff. You get Strillman, you got Reavy, you got DJ last year. Bubba's won here three times. This is one of those Bubba courses. Um, you know, in recent years, you've had more shorter to mid-range odds guys win, but then for a while you had a run of triple digits, like old Freddie Jakobson won here back in the day. So it is kind of any man's game here. I do think looking at 2020 is kind of an interesting thing to maybe consider avoiding just because obviously it was at a different point or a similar point, I guess, in the year, but it was not right after the U.S. Open. A lot of guys still like in the COVID thing, getting, you know, getting the cobwebs out a little bit. I, I don't know that I'm going to really look too much into it, uh, into 2020. I, I think I, I think I'd rather look back a little further, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting and it, and it's, you know, it's just a, it's kind of that Northeastern tree line, like lots of dog legs. I do know that when you look back at some of the press clippings here, a lot of guys talk about being able to work. You, you kind of have to work the ball both ways on this golf course. So a lot of dog legs, a lot of that stuff, which would indicate one reason why Bubba probably plays well here. He I was loves, about to say, that's, yeah. Bubba is very good at that. He loves to do that. Jordan Spieth, who's won here, loves to do that. Shez Reevy loves to do that. Um, so it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting spot. But I think, man, approach play is it for me primarily. Um, I'm kind of going to come into this week a little more into this show. A little more freewheeling it here. Like I'm, I'm just kind of. I'm not going to load you up with a bunch of stats right now. I did look at the rolling report, which is one of my favorite features on Fantasy National. If you don't look at the rolling report, you should. I'm looking at the rolling report for strokes gained approach just to see the trend for how guys are hitting their irons and stroke the strokes gained approach metric. Um, I, I want to see that either le- staying level, like and being good, or working towards being better. Uh, and that's one of my favorite places to look at it is on Fantasy National. So I will be doing that. That's about it for me. Uh, I do have to remind the people, Pat, you know, one of the things that I had to pay attention to at the beach last week was, uh, which shout out to Kyle Piasecki, you know, listener and, and fan, you know, fanboy who uh, I got to run into at Isle of Palms. He really wanted to meet you, Pat, but he was stuck with me. <laughs> Poor Kyle. Uh, I was out there at the beach, Isle of Palms, man. I got to take care of my skin. You know, I got to take care of it. So I was using our friends at Caldera Lab, who I've been, I've been talking about in Caldera Lab. They sent us the good, you know, that, that serum, that multifunctional face serum for guys to keep your stuff looking fresh and young. You know, you don't want, you don't want to look like, you don't want to look like an old man too soon, right? I mean, eventually, who cares? Just let it go. Uh, but you don't, want, you don't want to be doing that too soon. So if you're trying to tackle dry skin or acne scars, or wrinkles, or just whatever, uh, the good by our friends at Caldera Lab would be what we'd recommend. You can, you can see a difference in just a couple weeks. You can have smoother and firmer skin uh, with the good, that, mon- that multifunctional face serum hitter. 
They did an eight-week clinical trial proving that the good works on all skin types. Works great with a beard. If you're bald, if you got a dry scalp, keeps everything nice and shiny and moisturized. You know what I mean? Best of all, you can try it 100% risk-free. And if you don't love it, they will refund you in full. So a special offer for the listeners of the Tour Junkies podcast. Get 20% off your first Caldera Lab purchase. Go to calderalab.com. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. And use discount code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. That's 20% off. CalderaLab.com. Discount code TOURJUNKIES, all one word. Uh, and you get 20% off any, anything you order in your first purchase. And I would recommend the good. That's what I would do. So shout out. Shout out Caldera. So let's get into the picks. I think, I think uh, Chalk Bomb Ben is going to be joining us very shortly to defend himself and to, mm. take, to, to get in the hot seat. You know what I mean? To get in the hot seat. Uh, let's get into the 9K and above range first here on DraftKings. Um, we're talking 9K and above. Jo- uh, Joaquin Neiman, almost a Joaquin, which is what you used to say. Joaquin Neiman <laughs> all the way up to DJ at 11-4. Uh, I'll make this pretty quick and dirty for me. The fade is easily, to me, easily DJ. There is one reason DJ is here. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he WDs before the tournament's over. The only reason is he, he's here is because he is obli- or feels obligated as your defending champion. He's got no better reason, uh, to, no, no good excuse, right? To avoid being here. He's your defending champ, you know, but it was during the whole COVID situation um, last year and, and, and the, the comeback from the long, the, the long layoff. DJ played at Congaree on the East Coast. Then he went to Torrey on the West Coast. Now he's back in Connecticut. Do you really think DJ gives a flying flip about playing this golf course? This golf tournament, I say absolutely not. I bet he couldn't care less. I just, I don't, I don't think. I mean, yeah, he's only there. I, I just, he would be, if he wasn't the defending champion, he would. Not he be would playing. not be here. That's the thing. If he wasn't the defending champ, there is zero chance he's here. Look at the years prior. He never showed up here. He never showed up here. The years prior at the Traveler. Okay. So why do you think he played this event last year? Well, he played it last year because. You know, he, he's, he's, it was the restart. It was early in the restart. And it was like, hey, you know, let me, I mean, everybody's it was, ready to get out there. It was, yeah, it was the third event after the restart for him. So the Charles Schwab kicked it off. He missed the cut. Then he went to the Heritage, finished 17th, shook the, you know, shook the rust off. Then he went to the Travelers and he won. But that, that is a very different story. He's only, he'd only played the Travelers one other time. And that was in 2014 where he finished 31st. So from 2014 to 2020, he didn't give a rip to play this golf course. And if you think he cares now, I, I just don't believe it. I, I think the only way he plays good at this place is if he gets off to a hot start. If he gets off to a hot start or if he gets to the weekend and he's up there, he'll go. But I just think anything short of that, he's mailing it in, done. Ball game, lights out. All right, my three picks up here in this range, I'm going with, I'm going to start, I'm going to actually start at the bottom. I'm going to go with Abraham Answer. I want the bounce back off the miscut. Uh, I think this is a perfect place for Abe Answer to possibly pick up his very first PGA Tour victory, T11 in 2020, T8 in 2019 at the same event. Uh, miss a cut at the U.S. Open, but that's the first blip in the radar we've seen from Abe Answer in quite some time, and the irons have continued to stay super hot in both the long term and the short term. I love that about Abe. Kevin Strillman, you know, Jordan Spieth. I mean, Jordan Spieth may be a little weird. 
Kevin Streelman, Chez Reevy, like those kind of guys win this thing. That, that Abe answer just seems like a perfect fit here for sure. So I'm going to go Abe. Then I'm going to work my way up to uh, Mr. Kevin Streelman at 9,400. He's won here before. He's won here in 2014. And I feel like at 9,400, a lot of people are going to go, hell no, I am not going to play Kevin Streelman at 9,400. I'm, I'm going to overpay for Streelman, ride the hot form, and ride the guy who I think is, is very, I think he's, even though he's probably a little tired, he's a little older, he's coming over from the West Coast, whatever, I, I think he's probably pretty motivated to, to, to go ahead and get another win. I think he smells blood in the water there. He's been really close. And this is a perfect place for him, and he knows it. We got people in the chat saying he's going to be super chalk. If that's the case, I will be shocked. If he's super chalk at 9,400, uh, almond bread, which sounds delicious. I love almonds and I love bread. Almond bread says Strillman is super chalk 25%. If he gets to 25% at 9,400, that might be time to hop off. But I, I'm shocked about that. I don't know. You know, we always say we don't listen to shows before our own, before we record our own. So we're not, you know, we're not. Uh, skewed, but I'd, I would be shocked by that. I thought I would see him and people would go, nah, I'm not paying that for Strowman. And then my final play is going to be Paul Casey. Paul Casey continues to hit his irons fantastic. Irons are, are still just beautiful. His record here is absurdly good. Um, T7 at the U.S. Open, T4 at the PGA. Uh, he's got, I mean, in his last five years, his finishes here were 32nd, 5th, 2nd, 5th, and 17th. $9,900. Now, there's a guy who, if he's chalk, I, will, I do think I'll go ahead and eat him. I, I think I'll eat the chalk if Paul Casey's 20%. I just love it. And he's such a nice guy. Like, I just feel like Paul Casey. Do, do you feel like Paul Casey ever mails it in? I don't think he does. I think he's nah. like a golf purist, nice guy, just good dude that won't do that. I look at the names up there and I'm like, you know, Brooks could possibly, you know, DJ maybe, I don't know. I just feel like if if Paul Casey shows up somewhere, he's there to, he's there to give it his best. So that's what I'm doing. Casey answer Strillman. See you, DJ. Okay. A lot of agreement here. DJ was one of my fades, but um, I figured you might go that direction. So I'm going to go a little different direction on the fade. And that's going to be Matthew Wolf. All right, look, guys. Okay, he had a good week last week. All right, I was shocked. I was shocked yeah. at what Matthew Wolf did. I I wish I would have had him in some lineups and had the balls to take him. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see him playing well on this course. He's at ninety three hundred. Um, I, I don't know. I just I'm I'm not a big fan of Wolf this week. Um, you know, look at the two times he's played here. He missed the cut last year, T eighty in twenty nineteen. He's still only gonna this is his second event after two months or whatever off. Uh he's not checking any boxes. I mean, you you look at the stats for Matthew Wolf. He's sixty second in ball striking, he's ninety sixth in strokes gained off the tee. 144th in driving accuracy, 132nd in opportunities gained. Nothing about Wolf says to play him at all. And I like, yay, yay for last week if you did it. Yay for you. But I'm not playing him this week. I will fade Matthew Wolf. My other two plays were actually, or my other three, one of them was Paul Casey, so I don't need to really go into that. Another one was Abraham Answer at 9,100. I liked him also. Uh, I do agree. I think he's going to, you know, I like the, uh, the ownership 
little bump we might get uh, because he's because uh, he missed a cut and probably pissed off a lot of people last week, including me and some of my lineups. Um, and then I really like Joaquin Neiman at 9,000. I'm going to mm. go back on him after I played him last week. You just look at him in general. He is one of the best ball strikers in the field. He's top 10 in that. He is eighth off the tee. He's top 30 in strokes gained approach. Um, 25th in opportunities gained. I mean, last week wasn't a great week. He was, he was 31st, uh, but he has been in really good recent form. And you just look at his approach numbers. He gained almost four strokes on approach last week and really just lost strokes around the green and putting. Uh, other than that, he would have finished a lot higher. But he's gained um, strokes on approach in the last about seven or eight out of his last 10 tournaments. I mean, really, the Genesis, which he actually made the cut, and the Memorial, where he missed the cut, were the only two that he has not gained strokes on approach. I think he'll be low owned. Just still, a lot of people are off Neiman right now. So I think um, him being low owned, the ball striker that he is on this course, I like Joaquin Neiman as a GPP play. So there you go. All right, some agreement there. Let's get into. Uh, let's interrupt this program to bring in our very own tour junkies, uh, Mr. Chalk Bomb Ben Little, producer Sam. You can bring him in. Here to uh, to meet with the people. You know, he's he's here. He's a man of the people. He's still got his Zaxby's name tag on, uh, which is beautiful, man. That's I mean, wonderful. You know, when you're the when you're the owner of the Zaxby's and you can get in there with your name tag and sling some chicken titties for the people and be humble, you, you're a good dude. You know, you're a good dude. This is not at all going to be an indictment on you personally, Ben, or as a as a human. Uh, we appreciate all the work you do, everything you do for tour junkies. You're just a phenomenal guy, but uh, you know, the chalk bomb in 2021 is, uh, has seen better days, you know, it's seen better days. We've, we've had some, we've had a, we've hit a rough patch in 2021. Now, you know, years prior, yeah. years prior, been very good. Now, if, if people don't know what the chalk bomb is, it's the weekly email that we send every Wednesday to our near 7,000 subscribers on the email list, which is pretty good. We've been working hard to build it. Ben's been working real hard in 2021 to take it down a few notches, but uh you know we've been working hard to build it and it's a juicy piece of content i mean it really is there's a ton of good content in it but i guess the subject line you know how we sell it the main piece is who's the chalky big the the chalky big fade big play that 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 ben is going to give you reasons to avoid and that's kind of the situation uh one of my favorite things that we got sent to us this week was this and this is not going to look great on camera but (laughs) This this email we got today from our friend Trey Williams, <laughs> and and, it, and you get the email preview, and it just says it's the U.S. Open chalk bomb uh, subject line, and the preview just says, "I mean, I'm not going to unsubscribe, but get it together already." <laughs> which, Praise God, baby. <laughs> which Trey was actually that's the kind of feedback I like. You know, I'm not going to unsubscribe, yeah, Trey, but y'all get your shit together. <laughs> Trey was actually Ben. You don't know this, but Trey was actually a really good sport because I, I emailed him back and I said, "Dude, that is freaking hilarious. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for being cool. Uh, and we're going to talk about this on the show tonight because it made me made me and Pat laugh out loud." And he replied back and said, uh, yeah, he said, uh, he said, didn't expect a response. I love you guys. Let the record show that I've relied heavily on all y'all's expertise all season, including the other parts of the chalk bomb. And I am currently leading a 116 man fantasy league where the winner gets $6,000. And he sent me a screenshot of the standings. 
and he is leading by a, a wide margin. So we may yeah, make our boy, boy Trey, Trey Williams 6K. But Ben, I, I, I feel like I want, we wanted to give you a chance, you know, half, about halfway through 2021. We want to give you a chance to, uh, to speak to the people, speak to the haters, tell them what the chalk bomb is, what it isn't, and, uh, and go from there. Gotcha. Well, first, allow me to um, say a little background information on the the tour junkies themselves. So I know this always probably looks uh, like it's just two idiots getting on here and talking about (laughs) golf for an hour, and that's all that goes into it. But there is a ton of stuff that goes in week in and week out that no one ever sees. Um, And so, you know, the people need to uh, be aware of that and, and just appreciate it and understand that, that Pat and David do a shit ton of stuff that no one ever sees to make all this happen every week. Um, and they are largely a two man show. Um, and you know, it's, um, that was the biggest thing that surprised me when they brought me on was just seeing like just how much time and effort it takes every week to put the show together. And, Put all the rest of the content together um but yeah you know, i just wanted to uh you know let everyone know to uh tell david and pat that they that they all appreciate them and the work they do every Thank week you. uh because it is not easy and um and, and quite frankly we don't make much money so um <laughs> yeah. you know it's, it's not like this is our day job you know like david said i still got my damn name tag on um <laughs> so uh well, this is this it. is a great tactic by ben to hit the people right in the emotional <laughs> the, the emotional sweet spot right off the bat to suck up to us this is absolutely textbook please continue this is great yeah yeah. Well, well, this is what I've been doing all day is trying to uh, get people to work together and be friendly and uh, <laughs> strive towards a common goal. Um, but, you know, I, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to come on and, and talk about it. Um, and like you mentioned, the chalk bomb is not the only section of the email. And if that's the only part that you're reading, then you're missing out on you know, 80% of, uh, what I spend all my time on every week putting together, um, you know, just the quick background of, uh, how I put it all together. And, and it's obviously it's still evolving and has evolved over the years. Um, but you know, I mean, I spend a good chunk of my Tuesday evenings every week and the majority of Wednesday to put that email together. And I, and I know, Um, David and I have talked about this in the past and while it it may not look like it's that much, um, you know, I really do put my heart and soul into the uh, research and try to give you information and insight and angles that no one else is providing. You know, when, when David and Pat first started having the conversation of bringing me on the tour junkies, you know, I made it very clear up front that I did. I had zero interest in writing a PIX article. You know, there, there's 8 million PIX articles out there every year or every week. And, you know, the, the, there's just nothing interesting about them. There's nothing unique. You know, everyone does one. Um, so, you know, I told them I wanted to do something different. That's kind of when we made the idea to uh, start this chalk bomb thing. Uh, and, and let me tell you that there's a reason why no one else does it because <laughs> yeah, when the chalk bomb hits, it fucking sucks. Yeah. And my, my Twitter mentions blow up, uh, every single week, um, when the chalk bomb does well. And, and for some reason, when the chalk bomb sucks or misses the cut, my Twitter mentions are empty of no, no one ever saying thank you or anything like that. But, but, uh, I can assure you, I hear it from, 
uh, everybody when, when the chalk bomb does well. Um, but anyways, um, you know, what the chalk bomb is and is not. Um, so the only focus is we're focusing on winning GPPs. You know, I'm not, we're not trying to cash. We're not talking about cash games, anything like that. The whole purpose of that section of the email is to try and find, um, you know, one player that I think is overowned and has a higher likelihood to fail than some of the other guys that are projected to be more highly owned. That's it. That's the whole premise of it. Um, so if you're applying that for anything else, then you're doing it wrong. Um, and the reality is that all the best DFS players in the world on any given week are fading somewhere between 75 to 90% of the entire field. Um, so, you know, even, even the guys that over the course of a season make a ton of money, you know, there are plenty of weeks where they are sucking. And, you know, as, as David said, their lineups are further left than AOC. <laughs> that was my, um, and, my lineups last week. My lineups. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is an inevitability um, that the chalk bomb will do well. And, and, you know, I've certainly been on, on the anti here. Pat has taken like all of my juice and just absorbed it for himself. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm trying to get some back. And, and by the way, congrats again to, to Patrick for uh, having a great week and winning 20 K and, you know, was uh, painfully, painfully close. I think you were two DK points away from a hundred K, which that would have been pretty tight butthole, but um, you yeah, know, great week, uh, you know, hit first round leader. So, I mean, just, just a hell of a week. And, and for those of you that don't know, Pat has been sober for the month of June. So we're afraid that now that he's back on the wagon, everything's just going <laughs> to fall back apart. Again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that, uh, that came to an abrupt halt last night. For, <laughs> yes, it did. For, for good reason. Yeah. reason. Per the one fifty two email to, to, or uh, text to me and Ben in the group thread that all it said was <laughs> Ben. <laughs> that was it that, that was, was it. it there's no follow-up no no Nothing. no question behind it just just bit. And i still don't know what i was trying to tell what I was, <laughs> no no pat said he pat said he must have been dreaming about the chalk bomb yeah that's what it was i mean it won him all this money so i mean you know i'm, I'm doing someone's i'm doing god's work over here and you know just get shit on but um <laughs> But no, the, the biggest point I would like to emphasize is that uh, if you're not reading the opener, if you're not reading the head-to-head -head section, if you're not reading Pontificate with Pat, then you're missing out on what we spend 80% of the time on. Um, and, and that's where a lot of, like most of the time when I am writing the chalk bomb, like I, I don't have any idea who it's going to be most of the time until after I've done the 10 or 20 stats and done all the head to head analysis and pre-work that I do every week. Uh, and usually as I am writing about the head to heads, as I'm clicking through names and doing a deeper look, that's really when the ideas kind of crystallize and I kind of settle on who I feel like the chalk bomb is going to be that week. And, and some weeks is easy. Some weeks, like I have a pretty good idea of who it's going to be before I even start writing. Other weeks, like I'm sitting there going back and forth for two hours between multiple people. I mean, you know, the, this past week was a perfect example. I mean, I was literally stuck between Tony Finau and Louis Ustazen. 
and, and I can I can testify to that because me and Pat and Ben on our group text got into it about Tony Finau. I was the only defender yep. of Tony Finau. Pat and Ben giving me all kinds of hell on Tony Finau. <laughs> Clearly was not my or Tony's week, but yeah, I yep. can attest to that. And you just chose you just chose Louie. And Louie yep. you know. Yep. Yep. And it was it was the exact same thing for the players. I, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was it was between JT and like Burger, someone that that missed the cut that was super heavily owned. And again, I just I picked A instead of B. And you know, the, the whole season would have been viewed differently if I just chose differently those two weeks. Um, but uh, it, you know, it comes with the territory. I knew what I was getting into when I started this. Sometimes I think terrible idea. Um, yeah. So, so but, have you thought about quitting the chalk bomb? No, no, okay, I, I, I would never let, uh, let the haters get to me like that, but, um, it, you know, it, it just comes with the territory. Like I, I know, I know there are always bad weeks in the pipeline somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, you know, we just got to take the good with the bad, you know, I mean, before things went to shit, I think I'd hit like 11 in a row of, you know, really, really soft, um, Good chalk Rock bombs. Solid, yeah. Uh, yeah, good chalk bombs, and then you know, just got on a on an anti heater. So yeah, uh, well, yeah, you know, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen, and you know, we just gotta gotta take the good with the bad. You know, it happens. We go on cold runs, hot runs, as we see right now. The juxtaposition between me and Pat. Uh, they're chalk for a reason, people. They are chalk for a reason, right? And it's a it's a unique piece of content that you don't get anywhere else. And the chalk bomb itself is only a small percentage of the entire email that can add a lot of value to what you're doing in betting and DFS. So we appreciate you, Ben, for putting it together every week because I- I've had to write the chalk bomb and sub in and do the chalk bomb, <laughs> and it sucks. It is a lot of work, and it is a lot of content. And when you lay it out that way every week, and then I have to sub in, it feels like I have to do all the you know research you do. Yeah. And it's a there's lot. a reason also that I've never been asked. Yeah, there is a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and here's another behind the scenes look is that on on the weeks when me and David are doing it or or, or any week for that matter, um, most of the time I'll have it done by two, and then yeah. the next three hours <laughs> when it comes out at five, we're just waiting on. Pat's three sentences for fun. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. They are a yeah. critical three sentences, though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, they are. I mean, you know how many subscribers we would lose if Pontificate wasn't in there? We'd lose all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ben. Thank you for it. We got to move on. We got to get to the picks. We appreciate what you do. And I feel like, you know, this could, be, you, ben. This could be the turnaround. Yeah. This could be the turnaround. We're going to get some good. Uh, we're going to get some. We're, we're going to start going on a good run of chalk bombs here. I'm feeling that's it. That's right. I'm feeling it. It's I all, do too. Tide's going to turn. Good. All right, hey, go shower and wash the chicken titty grease off your shirt and uh, go hug your wife and kiss your kids and uh, don't kick the dog. See you later, Ben. Thank you, buddy. All right, peace. Chalk Bomb, Ben Little, our boy, uh, the, the kind of, you know, the silent behind-the-scenes partner of Tour Junkies, super smart guy. Fun fact about Ben, I mean, he's super smart. You guys don't understand, he's sharp. You know, if you just unsubscribe to the Chalk Bomb because you, you get pissy about some Chalk Bombs doing well here lately, and you ignore all the other content, and you ignore how good Ben is at this stuff. Uh, me and Pat, me and Ben, and Peter Jennings, C, what is it? CSU Ram eighty eight, notorious DFS player, made a ton of money, a career playing DFS. 
Me and Ben and him, Peter Jennings, had a conversation about a year ago. And if Peter Jennings wasn't as googly-eyed as one could be talking game theory and strategy and DFS and fantasy with Ben Little, I mean, I, it was unbelievable. I thought Peter was going to, I thought he was going to have to turn off his camera and, and like, you know, tubing himself or whatever that guy's name was on CNN that pleasured himself on the Zoom call. I yeah, thought he was going to do that. Turn, except he didn't turn his camera yeah, off. Yeah, except he didn't turn his camera off. I thought Peter Jennings was going to do the same thing to Ben. He was so in love with Ben's ideas and thoughts about all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, like this. Anyway, smart guy, good stuff. Don't fade the chalk bomb email. Sometimes you fade. Anyway. All right, let's move on, Pat. We got we to gotta hustle this thing up before we get to our betting show tonight. We're in the 8K range on DraftKings. Uh, I'll, I'll go through this real quick for you. My fade, my first, first of all, the fade is Adam Scott. A, a lot like DJ. Doesn't want, I mean, he's a first timer here. What's he doing here? I'm not really sure, especially after the U.S. Open, traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. Adam Scott's an older guy on the tour. He's still, ah, he was in my lineup last he week. He was in your was lineup. In the- he's still a handsome devil, but he's, 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 uh, he's the irons. If you look at his strokes gained approach, rolling report, trending down. Fun fact this is the first time, actually, th- this will be the second time. So only one other time since 2016 he has played the week after a major or the players' championship. I included the players' championship in that. And the only time that happened was in 2019 because the, the next event after the major was a WGC where he finished T40 out of like 70. So typically, Adam Scott does not play in week, the week after a major. Why is he doing it now, traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast? I don't know. And I can't make sense of it. I'm out. My two plays in this range are going to be Brian Harmon. Uh, I like Brian Harmon. I mean, what do, you, what do you say? The guy's been playing amazing. He's a short-knocking son of a gun that the irons have been trending wonder in the perfect direction in the last 24 12 8 four rounds um brian Harmon is is golfing his ball at the moment and he's got you know a t8 and a t6 here in 2019 and 2018 this place should be built quite nicely for brian Harmon coming off the t19 finish at the u.s open uh my next play is going to be harris english oh harris oh harry's kind of found him a little something huh 8200 third place at the u.s open 14th at Congaree for the Palmetto. Never really done anything well here, but I mean, English is, uh, he's starting to play well himself. He's starting to heat up and the iron's also trending in the right direction for him in this field. If you'd have looked back 24 rounds ago, we would have ranked 37th. Uh, in the last 12, eight and four, he's ranked 22nd, 29th and 16th. The irons are doing well. He's hitting the ball better. So I like Harris English. That's my 8K range. Wow, okay. Well, I, I uh, was hoping I was going to get to save Harris English all to myself, um, but he Sorry. was one of my plays. I like him at 8,200. I think he's find, found a little something. I think you're right. I think he's uh, back on, uh, you know, this is it's, it's time to get back in on Harry English. Uh, you mentioned the third place finish last week. The T14 at Congaree, I think, is uh, actually a little bit deceptive because it should have been way better than that, but he absolutely crapped the bed down the stretch Love it in that tournament. I mean, he literally could have easily finished top five and even won that damn golf tournament. So I like Harris English a lot at 8,200. I'm with you there. Um, kind of surprised you. Uh, do you not think this is a Siwoo? Is this not a Siwoo week? I don't know. Did he? Did he? Or did he just, did he? Did he withdraw and I didn't know it? Did no, no, no. he's still it? here. I, I, I think my Siwoo senses are, are, are 
they're, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah. By the way, uh, on Wednesday night in the chat, either me or Pat will share a new Siwoo Kim story that we got last week. We won't share it here on the show, but on the Nut Hut chat, in the Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night, we will share a tremendous Siwoo Kim story from Friday at the U.S. Open that we heard. It just, it continue the, the lore of Siwoo continues to grow. Anyway, no. he is, he's incredible. I love Siwoo and I like him this week at 8,500. Has some good finishes here. He missed the cut in 2019, but T11 last year, top 26 in 2018, and a top 25 in 2016. Um, I think he's got a good game for this course as well. So Siwoo at 8,500. And then my fade is just Justin Rose. I'm sorry. I can't. This is the, this is the weekly. Uh, my fade is this guy because I just can't. Just can't. Pat fade. That's what I did really when I started with Finau last week, and then I kind of dove into it a little <laughs> bit. But look, he's just terrible right now. I mean, he shouldn't be 8,400. You look at, he's 95th in the field at ball, in ball striking, 83rd in approach. 119th in par four score. I mean, nothing, nothing about him is any good. Yeah. So Justin Rose, done. Don't don't even want to play him. Don't even want to look at him this week. All right. Uh, before we get to the 7K range, I got to shout out my boy Trip Anderson, man. I mean, Trip just joined the Nut Hut. He says in the in the in the chat, uh, join the Nut Hut this week. I feel like I've already got well over my money's worth in week one, and he says. I may never work again. Yeah, trip. Welcome to the club. The nut hut will do that to you, man. You just find yourself uh, just not working a whole lot. It's okay. You're just in the Discord chat all the time. Uh, 7K range is chocked full of guys, man. Love this range. There's a ton of names in here. This is where you can gain some leverage. There's too many good names in here. Ownership's going to maybe be spread thin. There's probably a couple guys in here that I think people are going to gravitate to, but you can definitely get some leverage here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. This will be a hot range, I'm sure, on Wednesday night in the Nut Hut chat. I'll try to make this snappy. My fade. I'm going to start with my fade again. You, you'll notice the theme. Phil Mickelson. Why is he here? This is his first time here, or his first time was at the Travelers in 2019. The only time in Phil Mickelson's like multi-decade career he's chosen to play here was in 2019. He missed the cut. Why is he back? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess he played in 2019 because maybe he thought to himself he needed world golf ranking points looking ahead at the U.S. Open and having to qualify. I don't know. Um, but I think we've seen the letdown. I think we're going to see the letdown after the PGA and the U.S. Open travel West Coast, East Coast, uh, being old. That kind of stuff can take a real toll on your bowels. Phil could be in a lot of trouble here. I don't know. Uh, bent grass he sucks on bent if this thing's more bent. I don't know why Phil is here. Anyway, that's my fade. I mean, three plays in here. This is a ton of, uh, there's a ton of goodness here. Um, I will go with, I'll go a little, I'll try to go a little sneaky on you. I think Doc Redman is a very interesting play. It's been good to see Doc Redman kind of get it back together. He's a good total driver of the ball. Very accurate. Doesn't hit it super far, but long enough. Good total driver. Good iron play when he's hot. And he's been, he's been on it lately. So I'm interested to see the young kid, Doc Redman play. Um, I'll get, I'll go even a little more ballsy with uh i'm feeling my maverick mcneely spidey senses tingling here I, I like mcneely i love the upside out of this kid he's a baller like he's a stud i think he's prepared to win a pj tour event he's had enough close calls he can do it if, if he can get the uh if he can get the irons under control it could be a, a great week for mav and then i guess 
there's a couple names in here that I want to mention, but I'm thinking you're going to mention them. But then if you don't mention them, I feel like I'm going to have to go back and mention them. I'm going to go ahead and pick one. I'm going to play Ricky Fowler. First time I've played Ricky in a while. I think a lot of, you know, maybe a lot of people are going to jump on him. But I feel like Ricky's ready to go. Just announced that he and his wife are pregnant, expecting a baby girl in the fall. I, I feel like everything's clicking for Ricky. He's kind of like on the pad heater, you know? The, 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 the swing's coming around. He's had some good finishes. He's kind of, you know, uh, he's coming into a place that he, you know, he's, got, he's on rest. He's been banging his hot pole vaulting wife. Like, he's, on, he's riding a pat, a pat heater equivalent, if you ask me. So there we go. Okay. All right. I I like that pick. He I didn't have him written down, but I like it. Um I like Doc Redman also. I had Doc as one of my players that I like as in GPPs. You know, you look at the 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 Palmetto Championship or the the champion the the, the tournament we shall yeah. not name. Uh he never was heard of her. second there. Never heard of I, I, I kind of came on to him late in the week uh, also. And uh, so for I like him at 7,600. Surprised you didn't mention Keegan Bradley. I like Keegan at 7,900. I do you like know, him. The guy's just been absolutely fantastic all year long. Uh, he did miss the cut at Memorial. So maybe maybe some people will be off of him this week. But I, I, you got, I don't care. You got the Boston boy up here in the northeast corner in Connecticut. You know, he's wicked good. He's wicked rested, you know? Yeah. Love yeah. it. You know, he's got a second place finish here, a T8 in 2017. So pretty good history as well. And then you look at the stats. I mean, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Good. I mean, he is top 10 in ball striking and approach in this field. Top 20 off the tee, top 10 in greens and regulation, you know, hits, hits fairways, does everything that he needs to do uh, to win on this course. So I like some Keegan Bradley at 7,900. Uh, the last guy I'm going to go with is... Um, I, I got to continue with uh, some of these European guys coming in and, and playing well. I knew this was coming. In our PGA Tour events here, and that is Guido Migliazzi at 7,200 off a fourth-place finish at the U.S. Open, his first major. You look at his stats last week. He gained almost five strokes on approach last week, 11 strokes tee to green almost two strokes off the tee. So a little Guido in there, uh, you know, just just a little Guido to spice up your lineups this week. And he had a picture. Uh, I saw a picture on social media of him and um, Paulina. Of him and Paulina. I mean, he, he's already like, yeah, he's coming in hot into the PGA Tour. Yeah, and actually, like, I, I think he accepted uh, membership into the PGA Tour today. So the European Tour loses another star. This kid's probably going to camp out in like DJ's yacht, uh, you know, on the state side until he, you know, whatever. I mean, listen, the DFS darlings and the the community, if you will, on Twitter, freaking love love Guido. So expect him to be higher owned in some of these listener leagues and some of these maybe single entry contests. I don't think he'll be as high in some of these big tournaments where you have a little more public money, but we'll see. Uh, although it'll be interesting to see where his ownership lands. Cause I mean, too much Guido is easy to jump off of. I mean, I do yeah. like the kid. I like yeah, his attitude. He's, he's a fist pumping son of a gun. I've never seen the kid's going to get, he's going to have rotator cuff surgery like next week. If he keeps fist pumping him the way and Rom, Rom is a, is a big, well, but Rom is like a one good fist pump, you know? And, yeah. and, and he Guido, uses his belly. Rom uses a lot of his belly in there. Yeah, he's he, like, he thrusts better. Yeah, he uh, thrusts. Yeah. But Guido's like all shoulders and it's like six fist pumps per putt. I mean, he just keeps yeah. doing it. He, keep, he, he can't stop it. 
Um, but anyway, he, yeah, he's a talented young kid. He was one of the names I thought you were going to mention. Yeah, and then uh, my fate is going to be Kevin Nye. He is one of my never-again players anyway, after the, what he did to me at the Players' Championship. <laughs> Cannot play Kevin Nye. Just not going to do it. Um, you know, okay. he does have a decent course history here. Um, that's okay, but the stats aren't great at all. I mean, he's 123rd in the field in ball striking, 87th in approach, um, 129th in opportunities gains. Just nothing about Kevin Nye makes any sense. So if you're just looking at the course history on him, I'd dive a little bit deeper, and uh, he will be my fade at 7,500. I know we got to get through these 6K plays pretty quick, right, DB? Yeah. Uh, Producer Sam, that was a Boston accent that I tried. I attempted there. He's already he's asking me if that was my Boston accent. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, before we finish the 6K range, like I said, be sure and put in the YouTube comments, if you're watching on YouTube, what Pat should do with his winnings, his 20K. DK winnings, what should he do with it? What should he buy? What should he spend it on? Or what would you spend it on? One or the other. Put that in the YouTube comments. That helps us out. We appreciate it. 6K range, I'll just give you some names. And I actually have a lot of names. Like, I like some guys here in this range. For, for me to not like anybody really over 10K, it's, I don't know how many of these guys I'm going to use. Um, I may just stack my, my favorite 9K guys and see what happens. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I like a fair bit of these names here. I like Adam Hadwin a lot. I think he's probably one of the safer plays here. I, he's he. I heard him in an interview with the U.S. Open. He's confident. He's playing well. Played well at the U.S. Open. I think it was the. I guess it was the second highest ranked Canadian uh, after Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, Patrick Rogers has a decent little record here. Playing well, hitting it okay. Um, has done well on shorter courses despite being a long hitter. He seems like one of interest. Uh, Joseph Bramlett kind of stuck out to me a little bit. Adam Long, Hank Lebiota, our boy Hank. I like Hank a lot. And then I'm going to play Vincent Whaley. I can't wait to play Vincent Whaley. Coming off a of miscut. I'm sure you can. When he was Chalk Whaley, miscut, 7,400 or whatever he was. And now, you know, he's, da- he's back down in the, in the low 6K, mid 6K range. I, I think it's, a, you know, I mean, it's not my favorite spot for him. I wish this was a par 72, a little longer, more par fives. He's a long hitter, but... Maybe he can, you know, cut some corners, attack the corners. I just love that golf swing so damn much. Um, I'm probably going to have Vince Whaley. So there you go. Okay. Well, two guys that you mentioned that I do like are Hank Lebiota. Uh, I like him this week. I like Joseph Bramlett. I thought you might skip over him, but I think he's a good pick as well. I mean, you look at the uh, last few events, he finished T25 at Palmetto, had a top 10 of the Byron Nelson. Um, so I like that. Two guys that I don't think are going to show up too well on stat uh in the stat categories for you um but i think could be decent plays this week scott stallings at 6800 and then also bo hostler actually coming off a top 20 a few weeks ago uh i like hostler he has a pretty good history here as well he's finished second here a few years ago so i like some little, little hostler action um you always you fancy go. a little Bo Hostler. I think you have a soft spot for a man. I advisor. do. He's like, he's he's like one of my 6,000, yeah. like six, 6K players that just yeah. I have a soft spot for. So anyway, yeah. that's all I got. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening, for watching. Don't forget to comment in the YouTubes. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you don't mind. That'd be awesome. Subscribe to the Chalk Bomb on tourjunkies.com, bottom right-hand part of any page on tourjunkies.com. Join the Nut Hut. All the good stuff. We appreciate it. We're going to go record the betting show. So if you haven't listened to that, you need to go listen to the betting show. Join us live for that as well. We're going to talk about our outright bets, some top 20s, 
our let them hang predictions, which mine hit last week. Pat's did not. That's the only thing I got over Pat last week. And then uh, Pat's going to do just the tip is back tonight. And Pat's going to bring it where he gives you kind of, you know, a simple, quick tip, thought about betting, about DFS, all that kind of stuff. Good stuff that you can apply to your own strategy, your own theory. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green this week for the Travelers Championship. See ya!